Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome back to That's Cool. And today we're going to be talking about a couple of different topics. We're going to be talking about some NFL news. And also, I'm going to give you guys my keys to win for Game 5 of the NBA Finals tonight. But um, before we talk about that today, uh, I got some kind of announcements, I guess you could say, that I'm going to share with you guys before we jump into this. So real quick, I just want to address the missed podcasts last week. I know I missed, I think, two or three days, which is very unlike me. Uh, I was very busy. I had a lot of stuff to do, right? Long week at work. Uh, I just didn't really have the time to produce podcasts. Now, I'm sorry for that. I'm going to do my best moving forward, and I'll explain this in a minute, to make sure that I can meet these goals and achieve, like bring you guys podcasts every single day, except for Sunday and Saturday. Now, that leads me to my other I guess you could say announcement. There's going to be a, probably a podcast every other day. Now, if there isn't one every other day, that's a great opportunity for you to follow me on Twitter at that's cool. So you can stay up to date and know if there is or isn't a podcast up today or up that day. Right. So I don't know really what the schedule is going to be for the pod. There'll probably be one every other day, if not every single day. But if there is a day that I'm not going to have one, be sure to follow me on Twitter again at that's cool. So you can stay up to date and know when and when, when and when not, you know, these pods are being released. So without further ado, let's just jump right into some NFL news. So as mini camp and, you know, the training camp starts to come around, right, and hard knocks and all that type of stuff, as it's starting to come to us, we're now getting a little bit more news regarding the NFL, which is nice because, you know, as a mainly football guy, right, it's nice to finally be able to discuss some kind of football considering the last couple of weeks, you know, there really hasn't been a whole lot to discuss in the NFL. So Terry McLaurin apparently is not attended mandatory minicamp. Now he's sitting out. I'm pretty sure it's a contract issue. I think he wants an extension or he wants a lot more money, something like that. But the fact that he's sitting out shows a lot about the way the, or not the way, the more like where the commanders are as a team, right? This team and this organization is not in a good spot. Um, they clearly can't keep their best player around. In my opinion, they're going to end up losing them anyway, even if they resign him or don't resign him to a big deal. So the fact that Terry McLaurin is already sitting out is a bad sign for Commanders fans. And it's only going to get worse, I feel, considering that I don't see the situation being resolved anytime soon, considering Dan Snyder, the owner he is, I don't really see it all working out well for him. So alongside Terry McLaurin, well, as he didn't, uh, you know, how he hasn't re-signed his contract, Alan Lazard has signed his restricted free agency, and he's now going to return to camp for the Green Bay Packers. You know, I think it was an interesting move by Lazard to sit out originally. I think it was kind of smart considering, hey, you know, Devonta Adams isn't here. I'm the only other guy who really knows Aaron Rodgers, right? Let me try and get a big bag while I can. But, I mean, we all know how that ended up. You know, it didn't end up working out. I don't really think anybody expected it to work out. So he signed back with the Green Bay Packers. Now he'll return to camp, which is, I'm not going to say huge for the Packers, but you know, it's definitely good to have someone like Lazard back in Green Bay and help that offense out because Aaron Rodgers is going to need him more than ever this year. And rumors, or not rumors, but speculations where the Dolphins were going to give Peyton, Sean Payton, $100 million to come coach for the Miami Dolphins and I even Brady recently actually came out and talked about how you know it wasn't rumors right it could have actually happened that he played in Miami so when you know when we really look at it, it's kind of crazy to think that Miami was potentially going to be building up a super team you know Tyreek Waddle right they were getting ready to go all in on a Super Bowl with Tom Brady and Sean Payton I think that's kind of crazy how you know 
we'll never know actually how close it was to reality. But the fact that it was in the works to me is quite, uh, quite crazy and very interesting at the least. But obviously that had to be mentioned. And then some more good news for Ravens fans. Uh, Lamar Jackson finally arrived to mandatory minicamp after skipping OTAs. Um, I'm pretty sure either he wants something contract related or I don't think that he likes how the organization's heading or they're not, you know, kind of filling his needs or something like that. I don't really know. The drama nowadays in the NFL is quite crazy. They're slowly turning more and more into NBA players, which is not a good thing for the sport and not a good thing for the NFL as a whole. But and last but not least, an NFL insider or, you know, for an NFL team believes that the Baker's going to get released by the Browns. I completely agree with this. I know it's a rumor. You don't. We don't know how true it's going to be. But I do see Baker Mayfield getting released by the Browns, if not this week, obviously a couple weeks into the future, considering that he's not he's not going to play for the Browns ever again. And even if Deshaun got suspended, let's say indefinitely or even a whole year, maybe two years, right, you will not see Baker Mayfield ever play another snap in a Cleveland Browns jersey. And it's quite a shame, but you know we're not going to get into that whole situation because that situation is going crazy right now. So that basically wraps up for the NFL news, right? Obviously there isn't a whole lot to talk about considering, you know, we're starting to slowly get back into football season, but we're not yet in football season or off season really, or both in and out of season. You know what I mean? We're not really there yet. Um, We're not in training camp and stuff like that. So that's going to wrap it up for the NFL news portion. And now we're going to talk about game five of the NBA finals, right? Game five. The biggest game of this series, no doubt, no question, between the Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics. Um, If you guys remember, actually, I went back and I said before Game 3, whoever wins Game 3 is going to win the series. Whoever wins Game 3 is going to win the NBA championship. Do I still agree with that take? Yes, I do. And here's why. I I did think that the Celtics were going to go up 2-1, and I did think it was going to be 2-2. I did not think that the Celtics were necessarily going to win Game 4. Right. There's just a part of me that was like, you know what? The Celtics team is not good enough to beat the Warriors f- basically four out of five. Right. It just doesn't make sense to me. You know, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, those guys are too good to go down 3 1. And I was thinking about it. You know, the Celtics are 7 0, I think, this postseason when they lose the first game or they lose a game. Right. Following a loss. The fact that they're 7 0 is very, very telling. Now, the, I see this playing out two ways. One, they're going to win this game, and they play very good on the road too, by the way, but they're going to win this game, right, go up 3-2, then they're going to go back to Boston and win in six, or I think they're going to lose this game, win game six, and win game seven in Golden State to win the title. I think this does not change anything. I still think that the Celtics win the best two out of three from here on out, but obviously that's why I'm saying I completely stick by my saying earlier this in this podcast and early in the series that whoever wins game three wins the series because I think game three was more crucial for the Celtics than it was the Warriors. Now, let's talk about the keys to win, right? What does each team need to do to win this game? Let's first start with the Warriors, the home team. Warriors got to play good defense. Now, that's one thing that they did very, very well in game four. They played immaculate defense. They forced the Celtics to shoot pretty much only threes in the last five minutes of the game, which is what they want, right? Give them the three-point shot. Don't give them anything easy. They make it, they make it. If not, hey, you know, that's good for us. And what do the Celtics do? They miss damn near every single one except for Al Horford's made three. So if they can keep up that defense, you know, Gary Payton, if he can play a little more minutes in this this series, I think he would be such a more, he'd have way more of an impact 
Um, I think you're going to see him play a lot of minutes still tonight. I think they need him to, right? He's just a very good defensive player who disrupts what the Boston Celtics are trying to do on offense. So I think it's very, very good if he's on the court. And that's the thing, you know, they play that tough defense. They make it hard for Boston to go to the hoop because we all know that Boston's stronger than Golden State. They're more physical. They're more athletic. They're bigger, right? If they can hold them inside, I think that the Warriors, that's one of their first keys to win this game. The second key is they need a second score, right? They need somebody else other than Steph Curry to come and show up, right? If Andrew Wiggins comes, you know, good. They need another Andrew Wiggins game. They need Klay Thompson. They need somebody to show up, shoot the ball efficiently, and help Steph Curry out because right now nobody is doing that for them. And that's what's killing them, right? When you watch it, Steph Curry's having to drop 43, 35, you know, 34, all those points because if he doesn't, you know, his team's going to get blown out by 25, 30, never mind 10, right? So they do need to find that second score tonight. And I can definitely see it being Clay Thompson. I don't think that Clay Thompson shoots this poorly throughout five games of the NBA Finals. I'd be kind of shocked, to be honest with you, if he does not have a good game tonight. But if it doesn't come from Clay, I do believe it comes from Andrew Wiggins. Um, do not expect anything from Draymond. He's completely out of the question. He shouldn't even be talked about when it comes to scoring. So definitely either Clay or Wiggins is going to come, come to play tonight. Maybe even both. I don't really know. I think the third key for them is rebounding, right? Like I mentioned, kind of with the second score and the defense, or more so with the defense, the Celtics are the more physical, bigger, and athletic team. If they can hold them the one shot, if they can get more rebounds, especially offensive rebounds, give themselves second-chance shots, limit the Celtics to one shot, the Warriors will be in very good position to win this game and go up 3-2 in the NBA Finals. If you give the Celtics more shots, if you let them get second-chance shots, if they limit you to one shot, the Celtics will ultimately win this game. That's kind of how it always works in basketball anyway. So rebounding, and that's a key for the Celtics as well too, right? The Celtics can't allow the Warriors to get second-chance shots because chances are it leads to a wide-open three, and, you know, boom, there's a three points. You give up two or three of those, and next thing you know, that's a nine-point swing. So I definitely think that rebounding is obviously the key to win for both teams. Whoever wins the rebounding battle, in my opinion, will win this game. So that's one of the keys for Boston, right? That was the last key for Golden State. Now let's talk about the two other keys for Boston. I think the number one most important key, and I think everybody knows it. I don't even think I really need to talk about it, but it's turnovers. When the Celtics have 15 or more turnovers, they're 0-6 in this season. So when they turn the ball more than 15 times, when they turn the ball over 15 times or more, you can guarantee they're going to lose the game, right? They, they need to control the ball. They need to be more relaxed. They need to keep calm. And that's my second key too. They need to play their kind of game. They can't be rushing into things. They can't be forced, you know, forcing it. They got to play under control. That's something that I guess you could kind of say they didn't do at the end of game four, right? They were rushing. They were shooting threes. They were taking bad shots. You know, they were down three, and they were so worried about tying the game with a three that they kind of lost their game, and they lost who they were as a team. So if they can keep calm, if they can limit the turnovers, I can definitely see the Celtics winning this game as well. Hey, man, this is a great series. I'm so glad that, you know, it's it's 2-2 as an NBA fan, but as a Celtics fan, obviously, I want them up 3-1. Um, this is a very big game. I still think the Celtics win the series no matter the outcome of this game. But if they win this game tonight, it'll just make it a whole lot easier for them to win it in six and, you know, kind of close out the series. So those are the three keys for both teams to win. Obviously, Golden State needs to play great defense. You know, they need someone and they need someone else to produce. They got to rebound the ball, limit second chance shots and get second chance shots for themselves. 
and the Boston three keys to win in this game is no keep the turnovers to a minimum, keep calm, keep you know keep collected, you know don't rush things, stuff like that. And their third key is rebound. Right again, if you can limit the Warriors to one shot, you're you're going to be very well off in this game. I don't think the crowd will be as much as a factor as people say it is, considering the Celtics are the best road team in the playoffs. So I don't really think that'll be a factor for the Celtics. So now let's talk about my predictions for this game, right? Who do I think is going to win this game? What bet would I take? My prediction is I think the Celtics win this game. I really do. I think that the Celtics go up 3-2. They don't, they, you know, they always come back after a loss. Uh, they always play good on the road. I don't think it'll be anything different today. I got the Celtics winning this game, and my one bet is Jason Tatum, 35-plus points, and a Celtics win. I think it's like plus 600. The reason that's my pick is because of this reason only. Jason Tatum is due for a big game. He's been playing four games in the NBA Finals. He's not had a very good game yet. He is due for a legacy game. He's due for a big one. I think today's the perfect opportunity for him to take advantage of that. I kind of get game six vibes from Milwaukee when he dropped 40-plus. I kind of see that happening again tonight. So I definitely like Jason Tatum doing that tonight. So that's my pick. Jason Tatum, 35-plus points and a Boston Celtics win. Book it to the bank. And without further ado, guys, that's going to wrap it up for today's episode of That's Cool. I'll see you guys next time. Peace.